0: Hey guys, it's a great day back with another great episode of the PFREI podcast, a passion for real estate investments, where we talk with experts on their personal experience in the real estate business in order to provide the best investment strategies and techniques used by leading fund managers, financiers, SEC attorneys, house flippers, real estate accountants, and more. I'm your host, Guam Bilal, and I'm very excited for the next guest on the show. For this episode, I chat with Tracy Rui, a 30-year veteran in the note business. She shares her start in seller finance notes, the Notes Direct platform, and getting started investing in notes with performing notes before diving into non-performing notes. Another great episode. I'm excited for you all to hear. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. All right. Welcome to another episode of PFREI, a passion for real estate investments. I'm your host, Fuquan Bilal, and today we have a great uh, opportunity to speak with Tracy Rui, and she's going to jump into uh, what she specializes in and how she services the real estate community and talk a little bit about uh, the background and what she's doing today. So Tracy, I know we've seen each other at several conferences, and uh, you know, you're know, always you know gracious enough to tell me about what's happening in the in note industry. You've been involved for, for, some work, for some time. I had the opportunity on speaking at the Cashflow Expo. So that yeah. was pretty, pretty great. And we just saw each other recently in Irvine uh, at, uh, at the note event. So without further ado, let's just jump into it. You know, I created this platform to bring uh, individuals like yourself on, just to kind of really um, educate the masses or people who's looking, who's new looking to get involved in real estate. And today we're talking about notes specifically or people who has experience, um, you know, if they're looking to buy notes or real estate related items, you know, where they go. So just talk about your background. How did you get involved with this whole real estate thing? And we'll go from there.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, it's been great seeing you at the variety of events like you mentioned. And I got started in note investing, specifically seller finance notes. Back in 1988, they went to work, had a closing in real estate and title background, and they went to work for a company that was buying seller financed real estate notes. And you're thinking, that's a long time ago, and it is. <laughs> but before I even started there in 88, uh, the gentleman who owned the company had been doing it since the 40s and 50s. Wow. So seller financed real estate notes have been around. They uh, are only usually about 6 to 10% of the standard transactions of financing. So it doesn't work for all all notes uh, but it's kind of a specialized area. And now uh, 97, I went out and started my own company that bought and sold real estate notes. I've used lines of credit. I specialize in self-directed retirement account investing. And um, recently I've been doing some work on the notesdirect.com platform, which is like an online listing platform for notes. So it's connecting buyers and sellers. So we've seen a big influx of non-performing notes. I know you like some of the non-performings and also some of the seconds. And uh, uh, so, you know, we've seen a big increase and that because of what happened uh, in the 2008 uh, subprime mortgage uh, meltdown so we have that kind of product on the platform and we also have some seller finance notes so i love the note business i love uh, that it's advanced and matured with technology you can do things like this and interact all over the united states and, and be from anywhere to do our business
0: awesome so for those of you who are new to this space, seller finance notes. If you wanna to explain to them a little bit more of what is a seller finance note because you know they have the institutional paper and then you have the seller finance paper. So just give them a little bit of a background on that.
1: Absolutely, so seller financing is when a seller sells a property to a buyer and the seller allows the buyer to make payments to them instead of going out and getting a traditional bank loan. And so sellers sometimes do this on purpose because they are savvy real estate investors and they know how to create notes using seller financing. And sometimes um, they're just an average mom and pop seller who sold a property, maybe the property didn't qualify for bank financing or the buyer didn't. And so now they want to cash out uh, those future payments for money today.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, you know, I actually, at the last event that we were at, one of the speakers gave me a new strategy with with seller finance notes because we actually buy institutional paper and then if we foreclose on it, if it's not in our wheelhouse, we'll find local boots in the ground and then we'll create, you know, seller finance note. We usually only do it to not individuals, which we know you can if you go through um, a registered uh, mortgage uh, loan officer and go for that process but we typically like to do a five-year term to investors and the strategy that i learned which i'm in the second mortgage space so i should have known is you know they create the seller finance option instead of doing one loan they break it into two loans and then they sell off the first loan to make profit from what they want and they keep the second part just with cash flow yeah. so why wasn't i thinking about that like i've been doing this for you know seven years now in the note space and you know we've done tons of of deals that we foreclose and did owner financing and that was a great strategy. So you never know what you're gonna learn, you know, from, from people at these events.
1: Absolutely. So the first and the second is a great way to do it if you're strategizing. I want to get the most out of the note. Um so depending on the down payments like the old 80 10 10. Um, the borrower puts 10% down. Sometimes you get a bank loan or the seller could finance 80% first and then you got another 10% second. And it can be different ratios than that depending on the situation. But yeah, you can keep that. Um, and charge me a little more interest rate and hang on to those and put them in your retirement account but cash out of the deal and still get um, your money back to do the next deal another way to do something similar to that if you don't like the first second idea is you can do a partial strategy so you could do a first and then you could just sell off say the next 15 or 20 years of payments and keep the 10 on the back end. And then when it reverts to you, you still have a first lien. So either strategy works well if you are a real estate investor or you're foreclosing on these notes and getting some properties back. Cause you can generally get about, hmm, I say on average about 10% more than the traditional uh, asking price. If you offer seller financing, if you think of it like an amenity.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And let's talk about notes direct. I mean, this has been a platform that's been around now for years and um, I know that you guys uh, primarily deal with first mortgages and we were talking, you're looking at you know, possibly putting some seconds on there, but let's talk about that a little bit and how that came about and uh, how you're servicing the community.
1: Absolutely, so Notestruck started out as a platform that was primarily used for Colonial's uh, notes to sell and also for their students to buy and it was such a popular platform that they decided to expand it out so now we're looking actively seeking third party sellers that would like to list their notes on there and other retail buyers that would like to buy maybe their self-directed retirement account or however they want to buy. Um, so what we do is uh, we open that platform up. It's free to look and it's free to list and we just charge a small transaction fee at closing if you decide to buy uh, an asset and all of that's revealed in the document, so we invite people to take a look at that platform. If nothing else, it's an awesome way to do a little bit of homework on practicing due diligence because we are very unique in that we have a full collateral file that you can view and download up front. So we're talking the note, the mortgage, assignments, a lunges, a prior title, a prior BPO, a third-party payment history. So all these things that would go into making up a collateral file, you can look at and perform your preliminary due diligence before you even decide if it's a note you want to purchase or go to the next phase of ordering your own title in BPO. So it's a great way to, to test drive the note, if you will.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's great. Uh, you know, when we first came into the space, the biggest challenge that was out there was collateral. Uh, you know, there was some sellers that would sell you assets and then, you know, typical turnaround time is 30 days to get collateral with, you know, that's standard, some people deliver it in two weeks, but you know, these certain sellers were, it was months before they delivered collateral or they had um, exceptions and they were not upfront giving you an exception report. So, you know, you wire money and then you get it and it's a mess, you have to have a custodian, a document company, um, you know, cure the file and everything else. So that I think that's great, having that transparency upfront and um, the is able to go through the documents and do some preliminary due diligence to know, hey, if I get this file, I can start legal on it right away, my investment is protected. Now, I'm, I'm sure, you know, a lot of the stuff that come to the platform had to go through a process of being cured because if you're buying large volume of loans, it takes time and the average person think, Oh, I buy this loan. I get it and I can begin to work with it. And we endured the pain of, you know, buying tapes and cleaning it up before we, before we put it out. So I definitely appreciate you guys taking that extra step making sure that, you know, there's transparency with collateral because that's, that's one of the biggest headaches in this space.
1: Yeah. And if you're a, an investor that's not doing this full time and you just want to buy one note at a time as your funds become available, um, you know, it's, it's, you don't have the marketing machine or you're not buying whole portfolios. And so this is the way for you to be able to find assets easily just like the MLS is to real estate we're trying to be the real estate notes but you get to perform it's like having a property inspection before you buy real estate well you get to inspect the collateral file and then when you make when you decide it's an asset you like and you can make a purchase offer then during you get 10 days to perform your due diligence your final due diligence where you would order that your own title appraisal those sorts of things and then um, but it comes off market during that time so you don't have to worry about somebody else coming in and getting the note out from under you so so you have 10 days to perform all that final due diligence and then move to closing
0: that's awesome let's talk a little bit about the market now what do you see as far as pricing I mean I know I, I, I haven't been in a space as long as you I, I came in in late 2011 and, and 2012 really you know I jumped in with two feet and and full full steam ahead um, and pricing was great back then and I, I know starting off in seconds pricing was great around I would say 2015 2016 i started to morph more into buying first uh and just to uh, add some type of diversification to my portfolio and i you know see how pricing was ticking up around that time but man now it's like wow pricing is all the way at the top um, and it's almost if you have to spend millions of dollars to, in order for the sellers to sharpen the pencil for you to get a discount so how does that affect the platform that you guys have because you're selling stuff on a low level basis just give me an average price of um, you know, if I want to buy a loan or pull the loan, what's the price range on that?
1: Well, with these notes, they are all over the board. So you might have some that have a 0% rate or a 2% rate, so they're going to be discounted down more so somebody could get an 8 to 12 on average percent yield. If something's got a 10% um, coupon or face rate of the note, they're not going to have to be discounted down as much. So they might be in the $0.85 cents to $0.90 cent range, um, you know, depending on the quality. So it's all over the board. I mean, with the non-performing notes, we're trying to have those come in more towards 50% percent of BPO value. We look at those a little bit different when we're suggesting pricing to sellers. Um, you know, sellers get to decide their price, but we do try to suggest pricing that we feel are in uh, in in equality with the market and also are a fair opportunity for the purchaser of the note to make a, a decent yield and also come out of the deal. Okay. Everybody has to make their own decisions. It's one note to one investor. We're not guaranteeing you're not buying into a fund, but we try to look at the notes the same way we do. I personally have bought a note off there that looked like a nice little deal for my IRA because I had some money sitting in my IRA. Didn't have a note readily available. So I bought some notes off there as well. So I think it's a, a fair pricing. I would agree with you though. We are in a time of market where it's more balanced between sellers and buyers. So it's not a buyer's market anymore. Um, I think it is more balanced to me. Is it leaning towards a seller's market? I mean, I think then as a buyer, we have to be careful to always be sure our investment to value is good that we can get out of that deal if we ever have to through foreclosure and taking back the property and that we learn to run a financial calculator and do our yield based on time value of money so that we know that if it pays off early or if if it's a little bit slow pay and we deduct out our servicing costs, we're still going to make a good return on our investment, a good yield. Um, So all those things, uh, I think, you know, as a buyer, you just got to make sure that the numbers uh, work and they still are good numbers compared to, you know, uh, the, the returns you see in CDs or in banks, and you know we have more control than we have over the stock market. But I would agree with you. We've seen some equalizing of pricing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So does the platform has more uh, have more performers for sale than non performers?
1: Yeah, I would say we're about 80 uh, percent performing notes. And about uh, 15% non-performing. And we have maybe about 5% REOs. So they're assets that the lender's already foreclosed on. And they own it. And it's real estate owned. Um, and so we have a few of those on there as well.
0: That's awesome. Uh, you know, I, it's weird. I, so many people come to me and ask, you know, uh, where do you find performers? Where do you buy performers? Like, you guys are not looking. You guys are not. People are saying, where is the product? And I always say, if you go to these events and you network and you crash the flesh and you meet the vendors, yeah. there's product out there. There are people who got into the space, um, invested money, who may not have had the time to go through it. They're looking to liquidate assets, maybe one, two, three, or pool. There's plenty of product out there. It's just people are still in the 2010, you know, 10, 2011 pricing mindset and they don't understand. You can't sit on the sideline forever. Like you just mentioned, these are greater yields than you were making a CD or money you just have sitting on the sideline. You know, if they would have invested over the last two years and just, you know, made that 10 percent or 8 percent or 7 percent, whatever, at least the money was being put to work. I and mean, they could always liquidate it or sell a partial and get some income in to buy more notes to get a higher yield. People are just stuck on the sidelines, right?
1: I agree, right? That's a very good point because people are happy with a 10% cap rate in real estate. And in my mind, owning uh, real estate, being a landlord, is way more headache than collecting a payment on a performing note. But somehow they don't like 9%, 10% return on a note backed by real estate that's performing. So, yeah, I it sort of boggles my too but i guess everybody got a little spoiled kind of like real estate prices in 08 09 and 10. so you do have to change your strategy a little bit and not overpay i would never suggest anyone overpay but there's still some solid deals to be bought with good returns
0: yeah absolutely i mean what would you tell someone who's new getting involved um in the note space um you know a lot of people there's so much more education online now than when i got started so there's there's plenty of that out there for people really to get an understand of the business, but would you would you kind of say to start off in performing assets before non performing and get used to the process and getting that cash flow in? Uh, what would you have to say about that?
1: I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said. I think people should start work performing before they move into non-performing. In fact, on the Notes Direct platform, we ask that you've done at least five successful non-performing or REO transactions before you are able to buy non-performing on there because we don't want to stick people with assets they don't know what they're getting into. Performing notes is more straightforward, and so we invite everyone to log on there and take a look at those types of notes as long as they're comfortable with their own due diligence. And we've done it, we've been doing some video series. Uh, I have a video on performing due diligence, the standard things most of us look at when we're gonna buy a note. I think that's where you start your education. You've gotta get comfortable with what the documents look like and how to perform due diligence on the buyer, the payer, the person making the payments, the property itself, and then also the collateral, the docs, because you have to be able to enforce your lien uh, should the need ever arise because they're not paying. So those three areas you got to get real comfortable with, um, and so that's why we invite people to take a look at the platform because they can do some practice due diligence right there on the platform. Also,
0: awesome. one last question on the performers: Are you, for sellers who's adding assets to the uh, to the platform, are you requiring them to uh, for them to be serviced by uh, like a licensed servicer instead of self-service? I know a lot of people who do own a finance notes. They like to self-service them. I think it's just cleaner if they're with a the licensed servicer and it's easier to get third-party accounting information.
1: So we are very into longevity of the platform. And so one of the things we ask is that anybody who brings a note to list, it is service through a third party that's licensed and registered. And we get a copy of that uh, payment history from that third party servicer. And then when somebody buys an asset, they can choose to keep the servicing there or they can move it to the servicer of their choice. Uh, we definitely uh, look at that. And if it's a note that has been created through seller financing since 2014, when the Dodd-Frank Act came into uh uh, to, to implementation, then we also are looking for an RMLO package, an MLO package, where if it was sold to a buyer that's living in the property, not an investor type property, but a, but a, a owner occupant, that they've got that RMLO uh, package in there as well. And the great news is, is, there's some really good providers out there if you're looking at doing that, that are under $500 putting together the full RMO, and looking for the ability to pay, repay qualifying these buyers that they can afford the house and and making sure the APRs work and so some of those things that you We used to talk about in more traditional lending have trickled down a little bit into seller financing as well But instead of everybody fighting it We're just figuring out how to comply and that's by using uh, an RMLO that will underwrite it for seller financing and so we look for that in the document packages as well, so for buyers, it's easy to register and get on there and look at assets. For sellers, they actually contact me and work directly. We kind of go through a little checklist of what we're looking for, prior title, prior BPO, uh, service, third-party servicing payment history, uh, you know, copies of the documents. So we go kind of through that little checklist, um, and then they work with me, and then we upload that information to the system.
0: Awesome, awesome. So I can tell by our conversation how passionate you are about what you do. So why are you passionate for uh, note investing?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I've been in it for 30 years, 20 of those 30 for myself. And I love the no business for a lot of reasons. One, I read this the other day and it really resonated with me. I said, yeah, I, that, that, that's me. It said true freedom is waking up in the morning and being able to decide what you want to do that day. So I love the freedom of time and flexibility being able to do this business from anywhere. I love empowering people to invest their own money. I love teaching people how to calculate cash flow. I have a little training on that because I think it's uh, when you understand the financial calculator and how to make your money work for you, everything changes. Your perspective changes. And I didn't grow up with very much, uh, but uh, you know, as far as I mean, uh, you know. Uh, I didn't have a college education or parents that were able to send me off to afford those sorts of things. So I had to make it on my own. And this industry provided that for me. And I've seen countless other people it's provided the same opportunity. So we're helping buyers that may not be able to buy a home, get into a home. We're helping investors find alternative ways to put their money to work or helping people, you know, find maybe their their calling as far as a, a job or an income. And so, yeah, I love it all.
0: Awesome. Awesome. But thank you for being a part of the show. I really appreciate it. Like Again, I like to bring people like yourself on to educate others who's new looking to who's new and looking to get into the space and also others who may be uh, seasoned just to get a little different take on on it, especially from, from a vet like yourself who's been in the space and I can see the passion in you. So I definitely appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your wealth of knowledge and Look forward to seeing you at another one of the events.
1: <laughs> All right. I look forward to it too. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. All right, guys. Another great episode of PFREI, A Passion for Real Estate Investments. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at apassion, the number 4 rei Thanks again, Tracy, and have a great day. Once again, another great episode of PFREI. I want to thank Tracy Rui for joining us on the show and sharing her wealth of experience in the note business with us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow PFREI on Instagram and Twitter at a passion for REI. Send us a DM with any questions that you have and we'll be happy to go over them on the show. Thank you everyone for listening. And until next time, it's a great day.